0: Welcome, everyone, to New Polities Podcast. Good money. We're happy to have you. We have Jacob and Andrew in the room. Andrew hasn't visited us for season two yet. Now he's here. So, special guest. Big yeah. Papa Andrew. Very special. Uh, and we're going to talk about student debt. Yeah. How much student debt are <laughs> you <laughs> um, No, you know, we've gotten this question. stopped checking around the pandemic time. When, yeah. it, when it stopped mattering, well, right? I mean, it was it was wild. My my father had given me some advice. He, he was sort sure of watching. Yeah, he <laughs> was watching. The, and my and I have to be clear. My father is like a a responsible conservative, like in, in the true sense of conservative with money. Like he is not flippant about it. Yeah, it it is a point of pride and a point of honor that he deals very well with it. Mm-hmm. I've always loved that about him. But even he is looking at the politi- political landscape and being like, yeah. Maybe wait and see what happens <laughs> before you just start like taking some of your pa- your power and your possibilities and just throwing them down a hole, which I, I mean, we should say is a sore spot for Christians, right? Cause I think maybe i maybe I have a limited sphere of people. So I think this is like what every, everyone thinks, what the church thinks, what Christians think, but the kind of Dave Ramsey attitude, which is like
1: debt is bad if you have debt, Pay the debt. Yeah, and Proverbs it, it, tells you not to sleep until you've, you've paid back and, your neighbor. And in thing. that
0: is freedom, in that is is peace, mm-hmm. uh, and all, all else aside. Like, what do you think about the debt if it's, you know, shouldn't really have it or you don't like it or I don't know, whatever. It's just forget it, don't be in debt. So I'm I am torn because it seems like a situation in which those two things are in conflict where it's obviously... Uh, is all the debt going to be forgiven? I put air quotes up for people on the podcast. Forgiven. <laughs> um, or should I be throwing money down the hole? And we should say, we've got this question from a lot of people, right?
1: Yeah, a lot of folks are wondering, especially now with debt forgiveness coming down, is it wrong to take the money? A big question that people have is that in the last couple of years, inflation has been so rampant that by taking this money, are you contributing to it? Oh, interesting. You know, and so that's kind of a major question. So we, folks, we have yeah.
0: some, we have some morally aware listeners, as you can tell, because to be <laughs> clear, no one's question besides the people listening to New Polity, I think is, should I take the money? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. It... It's
1: absolutely right. But when we come God in... bless you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so there's that question, sure. But then there's like, the, I think the other question, which is, um, should I pay my student debts at all in this landscape where mm-hmm. they might be, they might be obliterated in some way? Um. And whenever we don't have an answer, we get
1: Andrew in the room.
0: <laughs> tell us what to think. Tell us who to be. <laughs> I think you should just be you, Mark.
2: <laughs> it's working for you. That's so kind. <laughs> you, on the other hand, yeah, yeah I know. That's all right.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know the answer to the moral question there. Okay. Um, We're not going to do costistry here. We're not going to.
2: I always get nervous about that kind of thing. I, I because I, I just don't feel qualified or have the disposition what the the proper amount of like compassion to think it through in the right right so yeah I'm not I'm not good enough for that but but I I would say that I mean where I would begin in my own thinking and this maybe just goes to show about the way I think about things is just why student debt exists yeah no I think I think we should (laughs) talk about the structure and that's for me that that's because I always revert to sort of like structural historical analysis and all this kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. and I realize that that's a distraction in a lot of ways from the moral life, but
1: it's what I, it's what I do. Well, you gotta, (laughs) yeah, I think you gotta figure out the context in which all of this is happening. And yeah, let's let's do that. Because, because
2: I think that would actually provide some flesh for the, for the moral question, because you need to understand what exactly, what, what exactly the part, who exactly the parties to this, arrangement in fact are right
0: wait you right. mean you can't just have a manual
1: <laughs> well yeah you know so it yeah, is not, funny just to kind of you know toss a point out in history uh Dorman sinclair he was a big guy here in Steubenville. he was a big mover and, and shaker the end of the 19th century dies in 1915 uh he was he ran union bank which is like on our street it's just over you know where that law offices yeah. you know on the yeah. other side yeah. that's that's where it was before he built the sinclair building it, it, he uh never had a mortgage fail on him and he but he always said that mortgages for were for absolute dopes you know i can't remember his exact line but it was for people who were a total failure in life or something like that uh-huh. um which just shows you a completely different world you know back yeah. then as, as we are today but he said like this but despite the fact that he had that opinion on, on these people, he worked you know, his tail off to make sure that they weren't, um, they weren't failing on their debt, but also that they were paying it back in a timely manner. The average uh, uh, time that it would take for somebody to pay back their debts to him was five years. Wow. The five-year mortgage. So at that time, this was not common, and it also wasn't a big problem. You know, it wasn't common. And it wasn't. It wasn't shackling people for a long period of time. Yeah. Today, we're using debt for everything, and we're just used to living decades, decades. You know, with it.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, old and, people that I just presume come from a time where there wasn't like rampant student debt because I think of it as like, well, that's our young person issue. But then they're like, yeah, no, I still haven't paid it back. Like, dude, you're about to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think that if we're talking
2: about the structural. Components here. I mean, part of it is that it is for your at least your your early adult earning years, your you know, into your peak earning years. Yeah, totally. That you're you're in debt, but I, I mean, I think what's interesting about it is that the way in which there's a self, self. Uh, I don't know the right what I'm trying to say. Like, a, it's almost a self fulfilling um structure where where you say in order to in order to succeed in the middle class you have to have a college degree mm-hmm. right and that and that becomes true the more it's the case that everyone who succeeds in the middle yeah. class has a college degree but it's not it's not true because the college degree itself enables what i mean is it's not true that the college because the college education itself enables you to succeed in the middle class it's true because the 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 qualification or the degree it's t- is a ticket yeah. that allows you to be in the middle class, totally, regardless of your education. Totally. Right, your education doesn't matter, and so and so. It be I think it, it takes this structural pay to play. It's a pay to play scheme, yeah. right? Exactly. And,
0: and the, the pay to play scheme seems <clears throat> obvious, both in declining educational standards. Right, like we have more people to go, going to college, but we are we are lowering all admission um like across the board all admissions are easier. Oh yeah. And so standards the standards across i mean everywhere are just yeah, I mean, collapsing. The, the they they're irrelevant. I mean you you
2: you you it's like it's it's almost like it's almost like there's the structure that's happening like the the business interests yeah. and the business models all going on and then there's like these nagging faculty members that are like, "Well, what about standards?" and they're like, oh, "Come on,
0: guys." Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: That's not what we're doing here. Yeah. Totally. It's like, well, I guess we got to give them something. Let's throw a bone at those guys. But that's that's. It's like it's not the mission of the institution. It's a sideshow. Totally. The and mission can, of the institution is the pay to play scheme.
0: Yeah, and you can see yeah. it in the way that literally anything can become a major. Like, if you, yeah, if it doesn't You think it, and people will pay for it. Then that's an education. And then you can also just see it anecdotally in that you'll meet college educated people who are stupid, and they don't know they're stupid um, because they go in college. That's the worst type of stupid. But it's an interesting. It might be
2: every type of stupid. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's making reference to a conversation we had this morning about <laughs> different kinds of stupid um but so when people say things like oh like every very often these days you, you'll you hear people say things like um everyone doesn't need to go to college or that you know blah, 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 but but that's not really true right it's, i mean it's true in the sense that it ought to be true that everyone doesn't need to go to college yeah. like you don't you shouldn't you don't you don't gain anything from college that is necessary to be a receptionist. But the truth is, these days, without a bachelor's degree, you're probably not going to be a
0: receptionist. No, I know. It's wild. I mean, you think about so, business schools, right? Like business schools teach almost nothing. And when they do teach, it's ideological. And even when they aren't teaching ideology, they're not actually doing anything that's going to make you a better manager of a business, which is inevitably what you become is a manager of some franchise. Generally speaking, unless you just get into finance, then you make money on money. Right. But it's like they're not offering anything in terms of an actual like make you capable of running this business. Right. And they, they must know that at some level.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll let you say those things about okay, the, sure. my, my business colleagues. I don't to stay to that. But, <laughs> but,
3: <laughs> but,
2: but the point holds, I think, really actually kind of across the board where where college becomes more and more. A sort of holding pen yeah. for adolescents right so you, you 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 borrow immense amount of money yeah. in order to go for four years or so and live a sort of resort a sort of resort community lifestyle yeah. with your buddies and your sure. friends and you have a blast and it's really fun mm-hmm. which it is right it really is fun because being on vacation for four years is awesome. Yeah, with your buddies when you're 20, <laughs> right? Okay, so yeah. it's a really like awesome experience. <laughs> and and then you've done it. You've got the debt. You've or you've come up with the money. So it doesn't matter which way you know. And then you're and then you you get to be launched off into the middle class. And so you have the 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 combination of, is going on is that the institutions themselves can build themselves up as these giant kind of adolescent communities, Mm -hmm. right? With all the the governmental structures and the recreation and all the, the light, the, the living facilities. And it's like these, these giant sort of cities, cities. universities. Yeah. That, that are financed through this debt that then is the, you have to pass through those cities, right. In order to, to become a member of the middle class. And then your first 25 or 30 years out there are financing the thing. Yeah. Right. And, and paying the money back, of course, of course, the the finance people taking their cut off everything. Right. Of course. So it's it. it but, but all it really gave you, it
1: didn't really give you anything other than just a really great time for four years. And it is funny how you talk to a certain university administrators and they they kind of admit to that, saying, mm-hmm. like, what we are providing, like the best of them will say this, what we're really providing is a formation of our students. You know, it's like they won't mention the education or the formation doesn't primarily come in the classroom. It's just a place for them to kind of grow up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Which is just incorrect (sighs) by the form that you're talking about. Like, it's not possible. Yeah. But
0: I mean, I think I think what happens is mm -hmm. that universities increasingly claim as their own results, what are in fact the results of life itself. Yeah, so, like you grew up. You grew up. Like, yeah, <laughs> over and, and, and this is generally true of liberal institutions, right? They, they want to claim as a product of money and man what is, in fact, pretty much coming out of God and nature. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're contributing a little. And it just seems obvious in, in, the, in the university system. So you'll hear people say, like, oh, well, I loved university. Like, I met my wife there and all this. It's like, yeah, it's true. Like, because of the university brought you guys together, you met your wife. Totally. Mm-hmm. But to think in that way, it's like, but should we have a society in which you pay $30,000, you know? A year. A year to meet a, your that's wife. That's cheap, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> so that's a really cheap school. Um yeah i don't actually know. well no i mean people met their wives before that i know right like i think they did i think they did yeah i I think so there there were there were ways there were ways for young people to have fun and meet and meet each other and and hang out
1: before that this system right Mm -hmm. um but but what's 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 fascinating to me they might have been better at it just like looking at population growth stats (laughs) you know
2: (laughs) (laughs) what's fascinating to me is the way in which the structure fulfills its own claims Right. So it's like. It's like saying it's like saying, OK, I'm going to try to give it an analogy and really it's a really bad one, probably. But whatever. I just thought of it right now. So it's probably terrible. I've, Is okay. it sports? No. Oh, boats. Nice. I'm going to go. Boats. With boats. <laughs> so it's like it's like it's like there's like a ferry that's yeah. that's getting you, you know, from from A to B. Mm. And it's like, well, we're going to make a rule that in order to get on the ferry, you have to have a ticket. OK. And so you have to buy a ticket. That's how you get on the ferry. And it's like, great. OK. And then you and then there's people on the on, the, on side A that want to get the side B and the and the people who are running the ferry go, hey, look, everybody, everybody who makes it to the other side has a ticket. Right. Tickets are the only way or tickets are the way that you make it as if that then becomes like not this their own rule. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's right. like, well, you could make a rule that only the first 20 people have to buy tickets. You could make a rule that only the people on the upper deck have to buy a ticket and the people on the bottom deck don't have to buy a ticket. You can make whatever rules you want. Right. And so the fact that you've structured this system in this way, you can't then use as an argument that the system for, works. That the system works. Yeah. It's like the system is your own rules. Right. Right. And so. So when they say things like, look at the success rates of college, how much more money college educated people make than non-college educated people. And you have to. And it's like, yeah, but you've you've made it so that anyone who has any aptitude for making lots of money has to have gotten a college degree. Right. Right. Like you've. St- the, the, and this, then you're saying. And then you're, like, you're saying, look, college degrees equal more money. Yeah. Definitely. And it's like, well, yeah, that's that's
0: exactly the way the scam works. <laughs> <laughs> like that all you're doing is
2: explaining to me how the scam works. Wow.
0: Right? <laughs> so, and I think you, we, we even see this, you know, in the development stages of um, College of St. Joseph. It's like you see this even creeping into the trade mindset where it's like they are looking at college as such a obvious ticket into society that the idea that you can just learn a trade is itself kind of foreign. And then they're adding a lot of requirements of basically higher education equivalents to yeah. working certain trade jobs. Yeah, and you can see it becoming, you know, like society in general
1: wants to have certificates. Yeah, and that, so it's I think a part of that. That's right. It is like just kind of completely different worlds working with kind of the trade side versus a higher ed side. In my opinion, uh, you know, yeah, d- totally. granted what you just said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But there's an efficiency. There's well, there's real st- skills involved. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean that's I that's efficient. one of the things. So anytime we talk about student loans like the thing that I
2: have to like, when I think about it, my mind, I differentiate and I think we have to make a distinction. And it's not, it's not to say that one, like, like for example, doctors or lawyers or something like that mm-hmm. are distinct from your generic communications major or something. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Now, but that doesn't mean that everything that doctors and lawyers are doing is good. I'm not saying that I'm just saying there's a different scenario because they, and then other things are like that too. Yeah. Like nursing. There's yeah, there, there are, they get real technical there are, skills. There are real skills that are yeah. being taught nice. that are actually enabling you. Like you can't be a nurse without right. going through nursing school, right, right? right. Nursing school is what teaches you how to be a nurse. Yeah. Yeah. But that's and, and so there's something different there because yeah. there is in fact a product and an exchange that's happening. It may be inflated, the price may be ridiculous. That all may be true, oh, but it's, it's right. at least not the yeah. same as a straight scam, <laughs> <laughs> right? With a straight yeah. scam is is just you give me. Forty thousand dollars for four years and I'll give you this piece of paper that then makes it so you can get a job. Yeah. And you're like, great, I need the piece of paper to get a job so it's worth it to me. That's so right. I make the exchange. It's like, yeah, that's actually that's actually like a like a like an extortion racket. Yeah. Is actually what that is. Yeah, we're
1: going through this certification. <laughs> we're going through the certification process with the state of Ohio right now to like be able to call ourselves a college for, for St. Joe's. And uh, and they say, you know, it's not a big deal. It's just, you know, we just want to ensure that you're not just taking kids' money and not giving them a real education. We're all sitting around looking at one another like, when did you begin to care about that, man? You know?
2: Well, I mean, it's good it's good at least that they do that. Absolutely. I mean, it's kind, yeah. of, it's kind yeah. of refreshing in some ways that, that Ohio cares, tries yeah. to, the state
1: tries to care. About. Absolutely. No, I think yeah. it's a good law. It's just, you yeah, know, it's it just not it the is. way that I think it was set up after, I mean, this is the biggest thing right. that we've heard from them. It's like they just haven't done this in a while. It's, it's you know? really. I mean, I used to say,
2: I used to say things yeah. like, "It's our form of indentured servitude" and stuff like that. But I actually think it's worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so because because indentured servitude. I mean, you guys know, but just for people who maybe are unfamiliar with the, the the basic form of it as it existed in American history, was that you would make an someone in England, a poor person in England, make an agreement. With someone that in exchange for their passage to the new world, to America, that they would agree to serve as basically a a kind of like servant, like a kind of an unpaid servant, like a sort of temporary slave um, for, you know, two years or three years or something like that. And Mm -hmm. then they would be. But then that was what and that's what they pay in order to have passage. Yep. And so it feels like this is a kind of indentured servitude where it's like you agree to pay this amount of money in order to get that passage into the middle class but the reason why it's worse is that the person from england was actually moved from a to b right like what i mean is like they at least put you on a boat and like did something right? <laughs> but if 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 that's mm-hmm. not if that's not even happening right if it if it is just that we we structurally control access to these goods and we are we're saying, you know, access to this way of life and that you pay this amount of money in order for us to just sort of like open the door. Yeah. Right? Then and, and there's no real goods being exchanged of any sort. It's worse.
1: Yeah. so I wanna talk a little bit about like why uh, or what's happening money wise with all this. Okay. So we just looked up Texas A and M, one of the biggest public schools in the in the US. I think it's second largest. Um, for the 2021, yeah, they had net gains of assets of 1.1 billion dollars. Gains, gains, yeah. Right, the, the total assets profits. was something more like was it 20 or 30 billion or something? Uh, yeah, nineteen, 19 I think something is, is what came yeah, into okay. came in the door. And yeah. Their costs were 10. Yeah, okay. You know, or or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or for, for or excuse me, that can't be right. But anyways, so, oh, yeah. yeah, so okay, yeah, but so, their uh, their profits are were 1.1. 1. 1 from oh from the year prior that's like the actual oh,
2: yeah
1: it was 1.1 1. 1 in increase the yes. actual profits were were it's like 7 billion or sorry so the the revenue was was significantly more than that. i can't remember the numbers but their profits were 1.1 1. 1 billion yeah. so that's like what they had more from the year prior yep. all, right. all right. right we're all clear on how numbers were all right great the that is really staggering for a number of reasons one is that netflix huge corporation Made only four times that amount (laughs) you know so we're we're talking about the major corporations that are forming our society is that you have a single college that is racking it in as much as kind of the things that we all consider to be the most powerful and uh, productive companies today you know along those lines Uh, the other thing is that students are still getting up to their eyeballs in debt for going there so here's kind of the question is all right you had these gains of a billion dollars and not every college has been able to pull that off or university has been able to pull that off but at a certain point like you don't need any more money you know your endowment's huge like the like what is being invested is is tremendous and sufficient to pay all student debts like the residuals coming from that um no i'm sorry you're you're saying that
0: the universities generally have enough money on hand and in, in invested in the market
1: that they could the big ones. The big ones definitely. Yeah, they offer. don't need tuition. They okay. don't need tuition gotcha. anymore. So here's the question: Is that why continue the charge? What is it about student debt that makes it kind of a, a sacrament of this age that everybody has to get in it? Why why give up on? I think I think thing? that it. I mean, okay, why so, not give up on? So tuition? it's it's a complicated. There are people who directly
2: profit from the debt itself. Like there's interest being charged. Okay. Oh, yeah. So there's, there's, there's direct profit, right? That's, for the government.
1: Cause that's not through the college. N-
2: no, no, but it, it's either the government or it's private, private financers that sure. are often working through the government and it's all, there's no risk on it because the government backs it all. Right. Okay. So you're making interest without risk. Right. Okay. Which is ought to be illegal. First I keep looking to do that. But okay. But, but,
0: I mean, <laughs> no one lets me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but then, but, but, so there's those guys. There's that apparatus going on. Yeah. That's a real thing. But that's external to the university. But it presumably is. Presumably they yes. have influence. Right. I don't know. I'm just sure, sure, sure. I don't think that's nothing when you're talking about trillions of dollars. I mean, that's, you know, five or 6% is phew, a
3: lot.
2: <laughs> but I also think that, um, I, I think there's a more structural component to it, like, like social structural. What I mean what it is like to be in debt. It's not just that it's not just that going to college is your ticket into the middle class, but being in debt is the condition of the middle class. So like you're initiated into the middle class in as a middle class person, which means which means now you have to work because you're indebted. Right. And now go ahead and buy a car on in debt, buy a house in mm-hmm. debt, in debt. You have your call. I mean, and, and, you, and you start you start your you start your 50 years of working for the machine. Right. Yeah. And that and now you're you're bought in. You're bought in in having spent four years. You're bought in on getting the certificate. You're bought in on starting out with your first pile of debt. Yeah. Right. Like you're 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 a part of the system now. Yeah. I mean and that's what. It's something like that, I think.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, I think there's probably a few things that go through my mind is, one, if you get to the point where you've paid all that money or if you've been convinced that it was worthwhile, once you're through the system, it, it's hard to say, I regret doing that. Cause that's four years of your life. It gives you everything it promises. Doesn't it? I think it, I think the goods that it promises we think are better than they are. Right. No, no, no. It doesn't, it doesn't give you what you're ultimately after.
2: Right. Which is happiness. Right. But it gives you what it promises. Yes. Which is middle-class
1: life. Right. (laughs) And that's (laughs) it. Yeah. Right. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But it does kind of like create some sort of like a Stockholm syndrome for a lot of people. Totally right. Yeah. That's what I mean. You're bought in. Yeah. You've
2: bought in, you have flesh in the game.
0: Yeah, uh, your, this is why universities call you and ask for your donations after they charged you and your yeah. Because <laughs> right. the presumption is that the Stockholm Syndrome is so complete that they can ask for more money. I, I mean, I, I think that that's
2: correct. I mean, you look about what college does. Okay, so, so it's not, I mean, we've been talking about this in this sort of like neutral college doesn't do anything. It's just it's like you pay your money and pass through. Right. And that's not quite true, right? Because it, it, they're also ideological propaganda factories, right? Yeah. So, so you, 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 you pay your money, you go in, you don't really get educated in, in something that's useful to you. Mm-hmm. What you get educated in is what integrates you more perfectly into the machine, right? right? Okay. So you get integrated into the politics that are appropriate for the running of the mechanism. You get integrated into the value structure that's appropriate to the running of the mechanism, right? You get indoctrinated into all that. Then you have a bunch of debt piled on you and you get sent out to be, to be a part of the... To be a part of the structure, the power structure, right? I mean, that's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a full
1: package. And then further having to conform to the market standards. Now now
2: you, it's not it's not merely that you love it in a sort of twisted way. You Mm -hmm. do, but you're also there's also like a like a threat hanging over you, right? Right. You're also indebted to it, right? Right. And so you you have. But, you know, your way out of that threat is to just do what you're supposed to do. Right. Just like you did. You did what you've done, what you're supposed to do. Hey, You just do what you're supposed to do and keep this going and then it's going to be fine.
1: You know, and it's really interesting, too, that there's no natural bubble, like, like regular economic bubble for higher education is there is for so many other uh, industries. Like so, for instance. You know, we saw a housing bubble, the collapse, you know, demand was, you know, growing, 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 and then all of a sudden just shrunk like that. There's not really that same thing in higher education. Why? Because the government keeps giving you the loans. Like, there's no end to the loan system, right? Right. So so there's no, so when, like, you know, you kind of, there's no point in which people run out of money and thus demand ceases, which is kind of how normal economic bubbles work right the and so in my mind i thought some few years ago like when we you know there's a bubble it's gonna pop yeah like andrew and And people say that all the time right but we thought or at least i I thought when we started to you know talk about this more is that um the way in which the bubble would burst for higher education would be all the parents who really started to get up you know high in debt are now having 16 17 18 year old kids and saying i'm not sure this was worthwhile yes so a That's, cultural bubble yes the demand ceases not because of some sort of shrinking money I, I think you can feel some of that happening in some sec- sectors of the society which but, is precisely why biden is doing this debt forgiveness thing he's trying to yeah prop it up yep yeah i mean
2: i
0: think so, sorry, or, sorry slow that down for me so biden is doing what exactly he, so, well, so, so what will actually happen? Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, what we'll, he's actually doing is trying to buy a bunch of votes before we'll November. Sure. Yeah, yeah, obviously, right. Okay. So, <laughs> so,
1: so regular economic bubbles happen because people because demand right. all of a sudden collapses. Yep. collapse. It usually collapses because people don't have the same money to spend on those items anymore. Yep. services. In the case of uh, higher education, the government is always willing to write another check to you you know on your behalf give you another loan excuse me and so there's not the same demand collapse because of money um the way that we thought that it would collapse is more of a cultural movement rather than a monetary one there'd be a shift there um a shift that comes about by saying you know my i'm not as happy being in i'm you know 20 years in 30 years in my kids you know coming to college and i'm still in debt and now he's going to get in debt too. Yeah. There's but but there's but the structure the structure is
2: so strong that even where we resist it in that way, we're still having to acknowledge its existence. So what I what I'm what I'm trying to say is that we say things like, okay, this college thing is a racket, so let's focus on the trades. Right. And that and that's that's like the obvious move. Right. But the thing about the trades is the trades you you really can make it successfully without a college degree in the trades. Right. Mm-hmm. So even though, so you see what I'm, what I'm trying to say is it wouldn't be, that it, it doesn't work to say, this is a big racket, we don't need this anymore, let's stop going to college, I want to be a marketer. It's like, sorry, you can't be a marketer without going to college. <laughs> right. No, like, you know you see what I'm saying, like you can't. Yeah, I've you seen that, that cultural move, that's the reason why there's this focus in the jobs that actually don't need the college degree right. st- yet. Like they haven't yet colonize those positions <laughs> absolutely yeah
0: right and so you can still yeah. that and that's, that's why what we, you're saying is we should decolonize the universities or rather that they should stop colonizing life <laughs> yeah i mean i think i think that no i get it there's this there's been
2: this propaganda push since we were since i was a kid that college 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 right. And the, the that has been an, an integral aspect of creating the conditions in which that's true. Yeah, totally. Right. So even those so, people who
1: yeah. are not <laughs> kind of suffering from Stockholm Syndrome or whatever right. else they and hate the university. They don't want the university to go there. And nevertheless,
0: their kid wants to get into design. And so he's got go to go to He's got to go to college. Well, yeah. Or just take it design. purely
1: from the parents' perspective. It's like, he doesn't have to. I hate this. I hate that he has to do it. But he does have to. He does yeah. have to. Yeah. Exactly. Just, at that
0: point, it's just that the coercion has been revealed as such, as opposed to like a brief period of... You know, maybe it's coercive, maybe it's not. That's right.
2: <laughs> but the but the, the the point you were making about the way the government backs it um, and really finances it, the the whole the whole structure is is the is the reason why I've become convinced that the universities, the big universities, the state universities, and the big um, the, the big private yeah. schools that yeah, are on yeah. board with it, yeah. uh, will be the last thing to go. I mean, they will prop those things up and keep those things pumping out the the human capital that they need forever i mean until until the whole system comes tumbling down like sure. that'll be they, that will not come down yeah i think it's i think it's a sort of a fantasy to imagine that the that the universities are going to pop
1: oh yeah no that's that's right and and you know there's always another tool um tool in the bag yeah. so you know one thing that yeah, kind of, I, I, I like cuneiforms they're cool i like reading them from time to time when assyrian kings would come into position, would they be like newly crowned? Uh, one of the first things that they would always do is forgive debts. And that was, you know, a really clever technique on a, a number of fronts. One, it gets people to like you, like the uh-huh. common mobs, the majority of people. It also starts to defeat all of your rivals. Like they're not as powerful, like they do not have a claim on people. Wait, but when, the they, when you way. say
2: forgive debt, you mean forgive other debt, like third party.
1: Yeah, sorry. That's right.
2: That's what not, I mean. Not money that's owed to the king. The king no. just unilaterally says you don't have to pay that other guy back. That's yeah.
1: exactly right. right but that's not what's happening here at all. Y- yeah, anyway, go well, on. that's y- probably where you were going. Yes, yes exactly. So, okay, so, okay. so okay. So you have that. <laughs> then you have the jubilee, right. which is completely different. That's built into the law of Moses itself. All mm-hmm. right. So this not to anyone's
0: particular God, yeah. advantage. What's that? Sorry. I mean, just the glory goes to God through the jubilee. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The debts are forgiven. Well, what it makes is what it makes is it it makes it impossible
2: to build to build perpetual structures of debt farming, right? Like you can't be like you can't you can't build a a structure of exploitation that's based on debt because every seven years it's gone.
1: Yeah. Right. So,
2: yeah, you take a loss every. Yeah, you can't do it.
1: And so, you know, kind of like all things in our culture, as soon as we go post-Christian and pagan again, You know, we start to do something that's similar, but Mm -hmm. it it can't be the same because Christ did come like we're we're always going to be like different now. Mm -hmm. And and here, which is so interesting, is that there is one entity that holds all debt. Even if we consider uh, not just universities, but all the banks, you know, all the financial institutions is that they are in absolute cahoots with. The state itself. Oh, it's the, one. It's one system. Yeah. It's a monolith. Yeah, yeah a exactly. System. And so all of a sudden, the the debt forgiveness that happens here is not so much for one king to defeat his rivals or to get a leg up on them as it was in that Assyrian case, but it is just to ensure that this entire class of people, that the structure itself, perpetuates.
2: Yes, right. Because it. it, it
1: th- but to its own glory, no one is going to Jubilee, take
2: a loss on this. Yeah. On this sort of debt forgiveness. Mm -hmm.
0: Because the only people losing are the people that can print money. Well, the people who
2: are losing is the people who lose through inflation or whatever the consequences of the government printing as much money as it needs to cover. But I mean, the
0: government who is owed the money doesn't lose the money because they make the money. Right. Exactly. When they forgive. When they forgive it, it's it's
2: it's their creation. It's theirs. It's just a decree. But but they but the 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 people who have their money coming to them is still going to go to them. Yeah. Right. I mean, even the universities, yeah. it's not like it's not like debt forgiveness means that the universities don't get their money. Right. They've already gotten their money. Exactly. Right. I mean, it's not like it's not like when we say debt forgiveness. What we're saying is that the universities need to pay back the money. Yeah. Then I'd be on for, all for it. Sure. Yeah. I Te- mean, I mean, I, I, I think that it's like, great. Well, why are we talking about debt forgiveness? And we have two entities, the government and the students. It's like, where are they, Where are the third? Where's the third entity in all this? Whereas the, the massive institutions that are the universities right. that are that are gigantic, um, not only the gigantic holders of capital mm-hmm. wealth, but they're gigantic uh, forces of cultural influence, right? Like they're powerful entities. Yeah. It's like, how about they pay up? Mm-hmm. That'll never happen.
1: No. You it, know? It, <laughs> well, this is the predicament of endowments in general. I mean, in, in, endowments just inorganically prop up a system that nobody ends up controlling that there's no way out of you know and it doesn't it never really reflects the work labor and and attitudes of the people at the time is it's all just invested in the market
0: is that what you mean when you when you say endowment is money invested in the market well
1: you don't have to work to be able to sustain the entity oh, at I that see. point yeah, yeah, you know they other, don't have to prove themselves other people's labor does yeah that. you know i mean it yeah. doesn't actually work by i mean the best parts of free market Enterprise at that point, right, right. right. That makes sense.
0: In some ways, it seems like a extension of the militarization of society, generally that we've seen, especially after World War II, um, in the sense that what it means to become a soldier, and and I think this is actually not just a sort of analogical point. I think there's a historical thing, and that the soldiers then all went to college. On yeah. the GI Bill, and which sort of began a sort of no, I see, what you're saying. you know, yeah. You know, so there's a historical. Everyone goes to college. I think I would probably kind of like pin everyone there. goes to basic training. Yeah, well, this wasn't set. I was gonna make a lot of analogies. Don't ruin them. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit there and look pretty, Andrew. Right, sorry, <laughs> I have family members uh, going going in the army, and yeah, that's that's it, right? So, um, the idea about becoming a soldier is that you put yourself. You give yourself a duty, right? You put yourself within a coercive mechanism where you have a hierarchy. You put yourself in it and you swear an oath to defend the constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And you put yourself within a situation of spiritual obligation to defend nation, right? I mean, that's, I think, what's best about the army in some that's ways totally, right? is that yeah. you have people that are courageous and want to commit their lives to something it's awesome. Um, but it's part of a, when I say militarization of society, I don't mean that we all become soldiers in the same sense. I mean that the benefit is when people are all like soldiers, then they can all be commanded and ordered like soldiers. They can be moved like Mm -hmm. an army. Like when we talk about market mechanisms, when we talk about operating on the scale of a nation state to the degree that you can have people obey orders directly, Mm um, is that that's just to describe the process of militarization so when you see in college is that people are getting into a debt to a obligation to a duty towards the society at large they're quite literally sleeping in barracks (laughs) yeah taking training to become to become commandable in that way i mean if you think of it most cynically it's like what you learn in college if you're just doing some degree that doesn't really give you freedom and ownership and independence and, and all that what you're doing in college is basically learning the cues in an analogous way to which the actual soldier learns the salutes and learns. I think that's that's and right. And the main education that
2: people are receiving at the most main institutions right now is is how to be obedient.
0: Yeah, how to respond to the to the orders. To the orders. In the way that orders are given to right. laymen or to civilians. So there is a structure for giving orders to soldiers. And it's very obvious. Right. right. <laughs> um, but there is a more diffuse structure for giving orders to civilians and it comes through the universities. I'm not saying anyone has that like in mind. Maybe they do. Maybe there's it's like interesting
2: a, that you don't, it doesn't have to be in, it doesn't have to be explicit for it to be what's really happening.
0: Well, right. Because this is what I think Catholicism offers the world of conspiracy theory as it's corrective. It says, yeah, no, totally. You're right. Total militarization of society is upon us. And the reason is because our vices always tend towards the same direction. Our sins always tend us towards the same kind of directions where we become slaves. Mm-hmm. Sin leads to slavery. Now, there's a whole myriad of ways to go from sin to slavery, from your greed and your fear and your anxiety making you a slave to other people. It's not one route. It can right. sometimes be a guy who's like, I would like to enslave some people for my own gain. And that does happen. It happens a lot. But it's not the only way. No, right.
2: And In fact, it works mo- most often much more subtly yeah i mean i read an article uh, that was in a lot of ways silly but it was kind of informative that by a guy who was a student i think at university of chicago or Mm. something like that and the the gist of it a current student and the gist of it was just how shocked he was when he showed up there at the level of servility of his fellow students Mm -hmm. because he was he was talking about i think at one point he was talking about how like covid restrictions were half on and half off and like You never really knew what you were allowed to do, where and different professors were different (laughs) and how the student body, how his fellow classmates were just scrambling to figure out what what were the acts that they had to perform in order to to achieve the approval of the of the authority structure. (laughs) Right. And and, and, then like totally willing to do whatever those are. Right. And that he was shocked by just that level of servility. And it's like, well, that's what that's basically what the universities are for. At this, I mean, if they have a function, the function is to induce that level of compliance. Right. And they have. And then that, and that's where the, the structure that we've been talking about, where the the structure of rewards on the other end are real. Right. It's not a, it's not yeah. false. The rewards are real. Like you do it and you'll get that the promises will come. And if you don't, the punishments will come.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. So it's but it which is also like the military right like the reward the rewards and punishments are both there they're both real
0: yeah right there's and I, a. and i was going to make a simple analogy which is to say the difference between the military is that it's all listed out it's all clear but then i thought right but that's not true either because if you're actually in the military you know you're doing the same kinds of things which is make friends with your with your idiosyncratic colonel or whatever right. to get the promotion you need i mean it's all it's it all the political. same kind of stuff right. it just it has a frame of you know a constitution like rules that are completely absent um not absent but not admitted in mm-hmm. uh, a <laughs> civilian life
2: it's interesting that um, i might be going off on a tangent here away from student loans i hope that's okay the way that the ideology that's being advanced at the universities i mean um that, that what, like what we're getting at here is that is that an aspect the education that you're receiving at the university is really just an indoctrination into the the ruling ideology that um, it, it singles out basically, the characteristics of the people who aren't a part of that university structure. So like the lower the lower class, the working class, the lower middle class, the rural class right, like the people who haven't been fully initiated into that as the enemy. You see like like the values of the work of the non college college educated working class, the way they live, the things they believe are the system that are always the systemic racism or the systemic injustice or the systemic that the universities are going to deconstruct. Yeah. But it's always it's always a process of identifying the aspects of the social of the order that are not yet in compliance, yeah. and then vilifying
1: them. I, I, so I completely agree, and everybody, you know, sees that today. But why is it that people naturally or have been kind of organically, almost thoughtlessly coming doing that? Because it's real. The power is real. So it's not a lie in the sense that you really, they really can hurt you or help you. Right? I mean... Let me break that down. Let me let me try and ask this again, just to make okay. sure it's clear. So I what you're talking about is, is true. Like the, you know, the backwoods farmer in Toronto, Ohio is totally, uh, you know, in the, you know, the dark bag of, you know, deplorables. Right. For people who are college right. educators or college professors. Right. That college professor, however, is not teaching those things just because he dislikes that person he like and his freedom and wants to take it away what is it exactly that motivates that you don't think that's you don't think it is i don't think i don't think it's planned is what i mean no 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 i don't think it's planned i yeah. think i think that um, but, but so i ha- think that people yeah.
2: i think that people are more more complicated and less explicitly intellectual than the people like us think Okay, so so oh no, what totally, what I, what yeah. I mean is like, yeah. it's like I think people identif- can, can viscerally identify the outsider, the one who's not in, and they and that it's a p- aspect of of human nature that isn't itself bad that we view that outsider as dangerous, right, okay, and so we and we find and and, and if we view him as dangerous already, we're presupposed to do that and and then that person becomes then that, that presupposition is, is um, reinforced, right? Then we can actually get to the point where we find him repulsive. And I, think, I don't think that that's an intellectual thing. I think that's a, that's a visceral thing. Right, Yeah. Okay. And,
1: okay. and then you later try to actually justify just by it. it. And then yep. you
2: backfill the rationality you need for why he's repulsive. Well, but the real reason why he's repulsive is because he threatens your security, right? And I mean, that's...
0: Well, and the, the, there's the fact that in America and really the West generally institutions of power are only ever built up on the idea that they're liberatory from power. Mm-hmm. Right. So we live in a a revolutionary state, which means that oddly, maybe it's not odd, maybe it's just normal. Like the way that you gain precisely not the revolutionary power is by claiming that, that those values mm-hmm. of the farmer, for instance, the non-educated, mm-hmm. uh, non-college educated right. uh, person are in fact a higher power structure. Like right. they are scarier. They're the more fundamental power structure, right? At which the universities are below and they have to maintain the position of not actually being the power of society. But because they're fueled in part by the myth of producing the people that can oppose power because we have no way of understanding, I think, the heroes in our society unless they're the ones who are in revolution against a higher no i
2: think that's true but i i I would i would
0: maybe i'm just i would maybe push on it a little bit and say
2: that they don't have to maintain they don't have to maintain that they're weaker than the the things they're seeing out there what they have to maintain is that is that the the dangerous power structures are 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 able to act sure okay so so that could be weaker If you go, if you venture out where those structures function, then they're in charge. Mm -hmm. Right. And so so you can you can say you see like where you can say the proper order is one in which there are no there are no outside power structures other than the one that we're building. Yeah. We the universities and all of our allies are building. And when you're in this place, you're safe and you're one of us and it's a good thing. But look out there, there's still. There's still things that are bad, nasty and wrong. And those mm-hmm. if you go out there, then you're you're vulnerable. Right. And it can be as simple as like you go home and your yeah. parents are not yeah. like us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and and so once you've gone home, now you're in a place where you're oppressed. Yeah, your parents. So you got to right. get back to the university where you're not oppressed. Right. Right. And then and then figure out how to destroy families. Right. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you went home for Thanksgiving and like your uncle was a <laughs> real Right. Your dad MAGA was Trump. guy or whatever. Yeah, so your mom doesn't no, understand I mean I, I really I don't think it's super I don't so I don't know that I don't know because because it used to be the case that they always maintain this inferiority status, you know? But I feel like recently there's been a shift where there's a sort of gloating over the power. Right. I, I think even the, the, the language of deplorables and stuff like that right. is a lang- is language of look at they're weak and uneducated and, and gross and we are the beautiful, smart, powerful people.
3: Yeah, you know what? Right.
2: <laughs> I, and I think that's part
0: of what what empowered the the populist sort of thing was that it was no longer. It, it became obvious, like, well, you don't even want to like convert us or to. No, you just want to destroy us. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, and you. Know, it is interesting that they were able to start gloating as soon as they realized that the systems were really in place. Right. That's so, right. Okay. So I have to think about. In Toronto, I have a neighbor named Dan. Dan has about 300 acres. You know, he is a very skilled guy. He hunts his own food. He has his own excavators. He can do, he's pretty self-sufficient as far as he goes. But he's still getting, you know, some, a lot of his food from Kroger's. You know, he's still, uh, well, he, he had, you know, some, some um, assets in debt. You know, I don't think he does now. He's still kind of pulled into the system. He's a more independent guy than most, though. Mm-hmm. It's just that those guys are really dying off to the point where if there was some sort of major culture war, he is being independent and kind of uh, distance from the other neighbors there, not really form- forming a collective, is ju- are just going to lose. Whereas before, you couldn't really bank on that. Like, there wasn't yeah, there wasn't right. a power majority at yeah, that point. Yeah, know. I mean, I think yeah.
2: the turning point was... Um... The turning point there was uh, was the Barack Obama presidency and the gay marriage debate, the victory there, and all of that, where where you could feel the turn from that kind of like perpetually fantasizing about how it's still the sixties,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, to and
2: rebels. to we're the boss and you better submit, yeah, yeah, right, like you could feel, yeah, a yeah. change,
0: yeah, you are right. I think that that does make sense to me, and it's like what's weird about it is that. I, they're still aware that their position requires, um, the outsider. Yeah, know, the sacrificial. That's right. Well, that's it. Does outsider. require because and that and that aspect of your
2: point I wouldn't push back on at all. Right. And and I, and I think not only does it require it, but the beauty, the beauty, the the the, the sort of brilliance of it is that it will always be provided because the the actual liberal structure if brought to its end is unsustainable it can't exist and so the, the, the population will always defend itself um, by reconstructing uh, you know structures of solidarity you know I, you, you see what i'm saying yeah. like it will <laughs> it, it, in order to continue to survive they'll always be rebuilding yeah. um like a, a social order beneath the social order and so there's always an object for the attack yeah. for the liberals who want to dissolve any sort of any sort of solidarity structure. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, because until the point where the, the the whole thing collapses, if it does. But to the extent that it exists, there must be that. Yep. Right. Hmm. not just um, func- in a functional level for their ideology, but at a, like a literal like society falls apart if there aren't Yeah. Joe Biden has to. If there are not underlying value structures and and yeah. moral structures and familial structures and family if those things aren't yeah. there society won't won't exist. Of course. Right. What's,
0: so <laughs> watch our tyranny podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's weird about it though is that the So I agree with everything that's been said here. But there is this weird nebulousness of it all because the values aren't are almost collapsible into having the money, like being willing to take the money out and, and spend it. So what I, what I mean is you have a, a, a value divide, say, mm-hmm. that by virtue of the college structure is always a class divide. You see what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, like, I mean, like to get the values,
3: you it got to spend yeah. the money.
0: Yeah. And you got to be willing to spend the money. That's right. Which guarantees, outside of... Uh, the various affirmative action and sort of like the various programs by which the poor are brought up into the university system gratis. But only
2: certain aspects of the poor. Oh, I know. I know. Only only the elements of the poor that, I mean, maybe this is controversial to say, but the elements of the poor that, that they they think will be an aspect of their coalition.
0: Oh, absolutely. No, okay, that's obvious. So but what I mean to say is it's like... not a bunch of poor white kids from West Virginia is what I'm no, saying. No, of course. No, I get okay. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just saying that it the you know the culture war is the class war by virtue and I'm not like in a in a marxist sense just the sense that what's happening um in terms of values is purchased you purchase those values mm-hmm. and so you immediately set the standards of rich against poor which is you know how it mm-hmm. always is what's interesting I think is the marxists would probably say well that's the real structure and the value stuff kind of sits on top of sure it. But I think we would tend to say the opposite almost, or at least that they' I don't up. feel can't the need extricate. to I don't feel the need to put
2: one <laughs> as the, as the structure and the rest is superstructure. right why can't we just talk about the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, I get that
0: but it does seem
3: that
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I guess maybe that's enough in terms of in terms of the money, but then to take it back to student loans themselves, yeah, themself, is that themselves, in plural themselves. yeah. Um, you pay a bunch of money to get this to get these values um, you don't necessarily know the values going in I often find this to be the case in terms of people attempting to live a moral life within a college society mm-hmm. is that they are denied by virtue of not having the money access to the kinds of things that make you a moral person so you can see this really obviously within like the LGBT um, world which is that there's a development of the proper language and the proper identities that happens at such a pace that without a dedicated education to like, you're going to get an education mm-hmm. in how to speak in equity in sexual orientation and gender. Like these things are going to be given to you by professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, without that, you cannot possibly be moral in that way. Like you can't keep up, you know, That's right. like if you don't have the money, that's how you, you don't, identify the rubes, right? You don't get to understand that. I mean, <laughs> you know, this was you know you don't get to understand that. No, we don't say transsexual anymore. We say trans- transgender, and we really don't say transgender anymore. We say trans persons, and we really don't even say that anymore. We say queer, and, and you, know, you don't get to keep up with that because you're not necessarily getting the education, except for in the form of its of the scraps from the university table, which you usually pick up through the internet, right? Mm-hmm. And so you you get this problem where uh, that Foucault talked about, which is basically that. Morality becomes a function of money, um, which That's right and, and power. power so that yep. the even the effort to be good is is utilized um, to identify the um, the enemy within a society. Right. Yeah, and it also produces the class of delinquents that right. are
2: necessary to maintain the discipline of the. The, to, the ones who aren't delinquent. You yeah. want to be like them. You have to maintain the class of delinquents. Can which you is imagine thing. that
0: guy? He doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's saying. Right. He doesn't know how right. dumb he sounds. Good yeah. thing you're going to college. Right. You know? Yeah, that, that's been one of the sadder parts for me is to see entire groups of people written off, not just as poor, right? Because you kind of expect that, but written off as evil, mm-hmm. not because of their actions, like this guy does evil things but because of their inability to understand what was purchased through a university education. By right. People. Yep. That's always been kind of crushing to me because then they feel like, well, we just, we just lose. And yeah. But that, I mean that, and this is something that, I mean, class analysis
2: has, has seen for, for centuries, yeah. like the, 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 just the noble, the noble disdain for the peasant, for example, you know, that like the rustic. Yes. Yeah. Who's, you know, incapable of ruling himself. Right. Right. And there's that, I mean I think that's a sort of fixture of as as societies become increasingly oligarchic or aristocratic, I mean hierarchical in, in, in a in a nasty way as opposed to sort of more democratic in a in a and I think in a good way um that, that those become more pronounced. Yeah. Right and then they become identified those class markers and mm-hmm. and exaggerated. They have to.
0: Yeah, no, this is I've always felt that there's like a uh that like it's not that twitter just attracts academics but that twitter does the same thing in an accelerated pace as the academy does right now which is quickly produces rules Mm -hmm. and then quickly identifies people that aren't able to keep up um and so it attracts that kind of like well let's do academic work on on twitter which is increasingly the reality of the academy right and and but you can see how you can see how it, it, it has become a sort of perfect fit i'm not saying that you know jack intended this or anything um but like it is a perfect fit to have a system where popularity and success is tied to the creation of new rules and then the ability to keep them happening mm-hmm. at a rapid pace right um, which seems to be already what's going on in the universities just slower and with tenure <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the but the
2: as the university structure so <clears throat> what you're talking about in the the education you receive in the the language the idiom of the ruling class and then but as that through through like HR departments and things that becomes integrated into into the corporate structure, sure. right? So the, the the movement from the universities into the into the corporate world becomes smooth, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, this person interviews and says the right things and knows the right stuff he's supposed to do and says that has the right language and totally answered the little. Have you ever over, overcome adversity essay perfectly because yeah. he nailed all the right words and all, yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah. then then you're in. Yep. Right. And the person who's evaluating you in the HR department is a product of the universities. And they've all been. And <clears throat> so they've they've closed the gap is what right. I'm saying. They've, they've made it a complete the complete yep. system.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right. So should I pay these things? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the money's already printed, so we'll just take it and run.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm definitely taking the money. Yeah, I mean, that, that is that's not the question. I mean, I, I have friends. I won't say their names for obvious reasons. Who just changed their changed their address? Didn't update it, and <laughs> will never pay their. Well, that their might guys. catch up with them eventually. But I mean, they've been gone almost twenty seven years. Whoa! So I'm just saying. I'm not saying. To I do think this. that when you're dealing with, <laughs> like well, we've talked about, you're this just I saying it's a <laughs> I'm just saying I've seen it. I've seen the reaction to this is not. A I biblical. think when you're
2: dealing with with, with unjust structures that you have initiated have been initiated into to a certain degree yeah then prudence and an, a, an assertive a sort of self-interested prudence within the structure yeah, yeah, yeah. it becomes the well the no, name of the game because right? it like, is true how am i and my family going to get through this thing
0: yes that wants to take from us right and and, right? and like i that's... do think that there are, are many <laughs> cases where that answer is to get out of debt by yeah. paying the man yeah but, yeah but yeah what you said though really I wanted to bring this up earlier on because I think the stand, there's a standard cons, I, I don't want to call it conservative just like conservative incorporated response to student debt which is that like you paid you got into debt you agreed so now you have to like they they view it as a, there's no structure there's nothing else happening I know but that's because it's super simple you got into a debt you got to pay your debt I know. right um and why should the taxpayer pay your debt for you or something like that and um and there's a mixture uh, of things going on i know there's a lot uh the, the, the freaking calvinist the Come desire on. for a simple world <laughs> is i love it i wish i could join it i can't but the the um but that that is coupled with some very i think witty sort of rhetorical things it's like well you're saying you can like at yeah i saw like at 18 you can decide that you're a, a different you're a, a woman not a man but you yeah, can't right. be trusted to, uh, you know, really know what you're doing when you take out a loan or something like that. Yeah. So there is this, like, they are pointing to a real, uh, oh, a real that. hypocrisy. But what I think you've shown is that what what they're missing, because I do think so many college students can can look at that and agree like, yeah, what's wrong with me? I started to feel bad like I, didn't, didn't, I was 18. I, I should have been old enough to know what I was doing. What was mm-hmm. I getting into? But they look back and they just feel this like blur of time. Like, when did I even agree to this? And right. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so you have the people who, you know, are older, coming from another age and are looking at them like, you guys idiots. And then, you know, you start to feel like, oh, maybe I am an idiot. And to some extent you are. I mean, I think idiocy is um one of the characteristics of being 18. For sure, you can make that whole argument. But it's also the case that we don't really remember things as decisions when they're presented to us as necessities. That's right. Um, That's because thinking. it doesn't it doesn't feel we always talk about this, well, I didn't feel like a decision didn't feel like a big deal. I didn't know it was doing because for us it's just it's just a means to an end and the end is being presented as necessary and and even more necessary in the sense of really tugging on what matters to us because conservatives want to kind of have it like, well, if you could have, you know, eaten and gotten a house and taking care of the basic necessities of life without college. Why didn't you do it? Not seeing that actually what drives people is the spiritual necessities of, of friendship, of fitting in, of belonging, of being a part of the community of, of of
2: not disappointing their parents. Right.
0: Of, of right. You know, yep. Getting into the, and I think getting into the real, like what's real life. I mean, this is sort of, it might sound esoteric, but I think what college increasingly presents is the idea that only through it shall you have real life. Like, you're really gonna you know I mean they speak in such generalities, but like you're really gonna become someone who's capable of thinking and someone who's you know socialized and all and all this stuff so yep. you, so you want to like get there, even if what that means to you at the time of signing is simply I want to do what's expected of me so it it does it well well it doesn't excuse the moment of like thoughtlessness that I think I at least certainly committed. Uh, it does at least explain why there's a general amnesia (laughs) within people because it's like, yeah, I also don't, I also don't remember like the time when I decided to, you know, not dress in a way that made people point at me and think that I was poor. Like that doesn't like click into me as a decision because I did what was expected of me. So that, that's sort of, I think what's being, my apology, what's being missed
2: (laughs) with some of those kind of, knee-jerk conservative counters to the loan forgiveness thing is is um is that power is real right like like social power is a real thing like it actually has so people who wield social power need to be held to account more than the ones who are on the receiving end of it
1: yeah i think that's i mean
2: And and there is it is true that the students have some power but there are other forces in play that are much more powerful and that any sort yeah. of moral analysis of the situation has to take that into account. In yeah. fact, that's where you have to begin.
1: Yeah, I would say like the real <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the real includes constructs, right? right. I mean, so yeah. if you are trying right. to, you know, be a part of, of the community, of like actually maintaining the peace of it, you're going to just do what everybody is, has done and says, you know? Right. And that's yeah. like, in certain contexts, that's very noble. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I, but yeah, I think yeah. that a lot of that reaction isn't...
2: Again, I think they're... Uh, they're grasping for the rationale for what is most often a visceral reaction to these guys are just paying off their, their like, this is a move of paying off the class that buttresses this power structure. Like the Democrat party is paying off as much as they can. The upwardly mobile middle-class urban middle-class and the institutions that support them, the university structure that supports them. And they're going to use government resources to do it. Yeah. And like to see that is like, well, yeah, of course, that's what's happening. Yeah. Right. And then and then to, to think that's wrong. Good. But then why? And then why, well, why, why, why Hayek Con, <laughs> contracts? No, I mean, I mean, I really I really like that. The, the, like the the, <laughs> the impulse is correct. That yeah. That's that, that's a wrong thing that's happening. Yeah. And what's lacking is the the the, the understanding or the rationale of why. So, so you know what I'm saying? What you're saying <laughs> is,
0: that, is that no, but
1: spill that out. Yeah, sorry. Go well, ahead.
0: no, I was just thinking of like the popes in the in Catholic social teaching are always pointing out that a um, contract is not just because people agree to it.
2: That's right. right yeah.
0: Contract is either just, just
2: or, or unjust, done. and a voluntary
1: contract can be unjust. Yeah. Exactly. I mean this is this gets. <laughs> I mean this gets you know so, so standardized that it's actually in the freaking catechism. Yeah. Well, it's, you know? yeah,
2: yeah. It's actually without that
1: the concept of justice itself absolutely yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah 2434 but you know, <laughs> not that i really like that or anything but yeah. <laughs> um you know but i think really that is kind of the point that we need to um you know reconsider on every single step because we are so ready to say that we live in this post christian society or or even like an anti christian society and we often point to the extremes within it right we can point to the transgender thing or or you know any any form of the lgbtq thing but that's that's kind of an easy black or white thing for a lot of us but it's like where's all the gray in between what about all the structures that we've created in going up to that point what about those yeah and then we we're sadly at this point i mean yeah it really is sad to say that we kind of do have to go through each each one of these things again and in the question them and say what what can we do like what's the real evaluation of this and if it's bad, what are like the slow, gradual steps that we can do to get out of them? Yeah, you know. Well,
0: what I wanted to then kind of end on, if it's okay with you guys, because yeah. it seems like that's as good of an answer as <laughs> the people will get from the three Please, of us. Me, yeah, I don't know. So you said though that that the structures of power that really do wield the kind of social power that makes college education a ticket to the middle class, and then enforces it by actually creating the conditions in which you're denied <laughs> uh, <Right. laughs> entry into the middle class without a college degree, so creating a self-fulfilling uh, institution that just gains money. And then you've said the other problem being that what they've done with that is to create a business proper that has nothing to do with education.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but just And that wields massive wields economic massive power. power and I mean, they're massive yeah. holders power. of immense amounts of
1: wealth. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so your analysis leads to the suggestion that we should be punishing those like if those are the members of the contract the contract involves the government the university and the 18 year old kid and they come together and maybe a bank and they come together and they form a contract it's always a bank involved and you're saying that (laughs) (laughs) absolutely correct (laughs) generally speaking within that contract the conservative is saying punish the 18 year old make him pay uh even though he's right about his critique, which is that this is a scam. Right, it is a scam. And a a way of buying votes. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, A bread and circus sort of situation. Yep. Um, Who are you saying to punish and how? (laughs) (laughs) Like, if this is the contract, what should we do? Well, no, I think
1: he's answered that question. I think the answer is the universities. Yeah, yeah. So the universities
0: should use their endowments to forgive student debt. I think the universities
2: have amassed Property be in, in in what I mean I, I'm going to say this I, I what I, I guess what I think is that there's an injustice that has been perpetuated at a at a structural level that has has built the universities to be what they are
1: yeah without having real skin in the and game and
2: that and that that needs to be changed mm. okay so so if you want to forgive student debt great let's take a let's uh let's distribute a and m's Texas a uh. <laughs> billions of dollars to everybody who paid tuition there.
0: Right. That makes sense to me.
2: <laughs> I mean, somebody's has to pay the billions of dollars, right? Like where does it come from? Like you're going to forgive all the debt? Everyone's in debt.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Well, then who should pay for it? Who should do that? Well, how about the people who made a bunch of money off it? Right. Right? I mean, that would be yeah. that would actually be forgiving the debt. Right. Rather than just I mean, it really there really is something too, you know, like I was uh, uh, driving home from work and I had talk radio on and I hear like Sean Hannity for five minutes a day, which is, by the way, is Enough. all you need. <laughs> and uh, you know, everything he said for the last week, but I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it's true. Sorry, Sean. Sean.
1: Sorry. We're, we're cool, Sean. Yeah, yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> He's an avid listener to us. Be nice to that guy.
2: But, but he had a guy, he, the guy calls in, the guy calls in who's like an electrician. And like, I, I didn't go to college because I couldn't afford it. And I got a trade and I and then why should I have to pay for it? Right. And it's right. like, it's like, well, yeah, you're right, man. And and not only are you right, but but it, you are going to end up paying for it. So like, like indirectly through through the devaluation of money and through right. the way that like I'm not it's it, the way in which that debt is going to be forgiven is going to be by sucking wealth out of this, this economy as a whole. Right. I mean, that, that's the only way to do it. That's is, right. Yeah. And and so if you're gonna if you want to go down the debt forgiveness route, which I'm not opposed to, then I think we need to actually say, well, how did this debt get accumulated to begin with? Where is the exploiter? Who's the one who did the exploiting? And who's, the, you know, wh- where's the victim and where is the perpetrator? And let's identify the perpetrator and then take the money from him. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: I mean, like <laughs> that would seem to me to be the just way of going about it. Mm I figured you thought something like that. I just wanted to talk okay. about it. Out.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but that'll never happen. By the way. Barring a revolution. I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And it is sad, I think that I think this can come across as Well, maybe not. Maybe people are wise to this by now, but it can come across I guess as anti-education or something like that, but it does Far seem from to it. be it's what the re- actually this the one of the major victims of this is precisely the people who want to teach like yeah. teachers.
2: One of the things that's so offensive about it yeah. is that is that how important education really is. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the reasons why I get so offended by it.
1: Right. Yeah, it is. And it is funny. We, we, we're too close to the end to really bring up a new subject. But like when when um, John Paul II brings up the proletarianization of professors He's really talking about this same phenomenon, mm-hmm. you know, it's where the university has a different end than educating. Right. You know, if you are take, I mean, if you're looking at the the really, the the, the purpose of the university's formation, who are the people that are doing it and how are they being treated? And then, and you know, and answering that question, you get to figure out what the true genuine ends are of that institution.
0: Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. We'll see you next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. (laughs)